Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here this week with drummer Jake Nager. San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Good morning and welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here today with drummer and recent new band leader, Jake Nager. Hello, how are you guys doing? We're doing okay. I'm uh, I'm your host, Ed Kornhauser, and I'm here with my fellow host, saxophonist Ian Tordella. I play the kazoo, by the way. And Ed is, yeah, foremost uh, kazoo composer and uh, authentic practitioner of kazoo music well, in san diego actually i'm not so authentic anymore i'm going electric this is my bob dylan at newport moment all right well we're we're here today to talk about jake's new album with his group jake nature and the moment of truth but we're gonna delay we're gonna stall before we get into that i have to grill ed with the tough questions this is I, this, this is jake's favorite segment this oh, yeah. versus that grill, <laughs> grill away so jake Jake, you're something of a of a podcast fan, right? Oh yeah, you're in the pod. I'm in the pod. You've been man. casting casting the pods. Yes. Okay, okay, Ed. These are two musicians. You must pick one and only one. And Jake, you can jump in. Uh, first up, trumpet player, post bop trumpet player Woody Shaw versus iconic, legendary jazz clarinetist, clarinetist. Woody Allen. Oh, I thought you were going to go Artie Shaw. So, oh, you tricked me. <laughs> you tricked me. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. Um, that, that's a little tongue-in-cheek there. Yeah. I don't know about the merits of Woody Allen's clarinet playing. He's... Uh, Although he does get by. He's, you know, he's At that good. kind of style, that old Dixieland screamer style, he's, you know, I guess he's okay at it. But um, I'm going w- with Woody Shaw. I'm definitely going with Woody Shaw. I, uh, you know, Woody Allen is a tremendously problematic individual. I admit I grew up like loving his movies, especially his like comedies, like Sleeper and Bananas and uh, and uh, those two for sure. But uh, you know, Annie Hall, of course, is wonderful too. But at the same time, like he's a tremendously problematic individual for All obvious right. reasons. That's a, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about it. You open up a can <laughs> of worms there. Okay, number two. Uh, these guys both were disciplines of Charlie Parker. Number one, disciplines or disciple. Yes, <laughs> these guys were both <laughs> disciples. <laughs> they were both disciplined by Charlie Parker, and they were disciples. Number one, uh, trumpetist Red Rodney mm-hmm. versus 
altoist uh, known on the West Coast, Sunny Red. Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. The Battle of the Reds. I know. It's, wow. Red Dawn over here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not... I know I know them, but I'm not super into them. Either one necessarily. I, I guess I'll go with Red Rodney because I'm more familiar. But to be honest, I I, I have to plead a little bit of ignorance. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Their, I don't know either of them exceptionally well. Red Red Rodney for the win. Uh, well, plus Red Rodney, you know, he's had a much longer career. Uh, Red Rodney Worked for with the Chris Potter. Yeah, the alliteration. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. No, this sorry. I don't mean to shorten his career just to his name. <laughs> This one's for, for Jake. Okay, I, I I really had to think hard about this one. Drummist Chris Dave, or drummer Dave Grohl. Well, that is uh, Chris Dave. That's a pretty easy one for me. I mean, Dave Grohl's great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Chris Dave has just really changed a lot of things just the his approach and just the way his setup is so different and unique and he's always changing stuff and i mean i'll watch his videos and my jaws just on the floor i'm just like i don't even understand like i don't even get it but i know it's good i'm just like i know it's good wow i mean that guy's just seriously he's just i mean he's just on another level i know it sounds like cliche but dude he just i don't know if there's nobody who can really like touch that guy. I mean, there's a lot of people that kind of, there's a lot of people that kind of ape his style. I mm. notice, and I mean, I get it. I, there's, I'm influenced by him too, but yeah, I, I would say him. I mean, just just the all his work that he's done. He's just constantly just like pushing the envelope. So, did you check out the new that Drumheads record I that dropped? Yet. Did it finally come out? Yeah, it came out. I checked it out one day just on Spotify, but I haven't really gotten into it yet. But it's really cool. He's like changing drum sounds between tunes and using different yeah. kits and all. I didn't sure, really, you know. like, I really want to sit down and pick it apart. Yeah, I, I've been look. He's been working on that for like quite a long time. So I'll definitely be checking that out. For yeah. Sure. I remember I saw a video of Chris Dave, you know, back around like 2000 playing at KCRW with Michelle and Deggio Cello. Oh, wow. And he must have been super young, but it was right. crazy because they were playing some reggae type of groove. And he was like pushing so hard. Yeah. And then the bass player was laying back really deep. And yeah. I mean, it was almost like two different time zones, but it was it was just intense. And I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> an animal, man. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a couple of YouTube videos of him uh, some Russian saxophone player, alto player's name, I can't remember, and then Foley. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, those videos. Well, they do Nefertiti. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, weird. It's the, they're at Charlie Watts in London, huh. Yeah, which is just like, I watch those videos all the time. It's like, I have no idea what's going on exactly, but it's it's so good. Yeah. He, and Foley's just got on the magic hoodie. <laughs> yeah, that's that stuff just it's out there, man. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to get into a tune, uh, and this is from Jake's debut album with his new group. Uh, the record is called In the Cut, and this tune is called High Costa Living. Ha! All right, Jake, check this out. I'm going to tell a little story. A little story about that thing. Call it The Hurting Pockets. Go like this, say. Eh? 
Back on San Diego Sessions, that was an exclusive sneak preview from Jake Nager and the Moment of Truth. That was a tune called High Costa Living. And I assume that's for guitarist Nick Costa. Yeah, it's kind of a play on his last name. Right. A play on weirds. Yeah. I, I, originally, I, I had like different people, like <laughs> Matt LaBarber. I had a, a song called LaBarber of Seville. Oh, boy. But we ended up changing it just because it didn't really... Just, <laughs> I don't think, yeah. You're a punny man. Yes. <laughs> so this is your this is your debut record. Uh, what's it called? The title. It's, it's called In the Cut. In the Cut. Oh, yeah. Is this your first album as a as a leader? Yes. Yes, cool. it is. Cool. Um, so you mentioned some some names right now, but uh, who all plays on this with you? So um, on this track, it's uh, Tim Felton 
on Oregon from the Surefire Soul Ensemble. Get former guest in the podcast as well. Former guest. Uh, <laughs> Nick Costa, also from Surefire Soul Ensemble. Matt LaBarber on bass from Surefire Soul Ensemble. And then, like a pattern here. Um, my buddy Mixmaster Wolf from the Breakestra. Uh, he's doing the vocals, an uh, old friend of mine. And um, the horn section I got on this is... Uh, Good buddy Todd Simon on trumpet. He arranged the horns. James King, he's um also from Breakestra that I used to play with a long time ago, and he's in Fits in the Tantrums. And uh, Elizabeth Lee on trombone, who's playing with the Tedeschi Trucks right now. She's also from San Diego. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. Wait, and my buddy Sam that, Robles yeah. on baritone sax. He's from uh, Jungle Fire, also out of L.A. So it's a it's a it's an SDLA connection in this exactly you know, this very cool. Yeah. Is that is that pretty much the ensemble for the whole record? Um, the, the rhythm section, yes. Except on a couple tracks, my buddy Matt Gorney played the bass on a couple songs. Um, but that's the only song that's got the full horn section. Andy Guybe did a lot of uh, he did some stuff. He did trombone, trumpet, and flute. I thought like I yeah, there was a track four or five trombone. tracks with I, him. I thought I heard Andy yeah. on the on one of the other tunes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that sounds like Andy. So when you he's s- on the next tune we're gonna play. Gotcha. So. How how'd you go about like selecting a certain personnel? Like, did you go for like just people you knew would like help you create the sound you wanted? Yeah. So basically, what I did is I went over to Tim Felton's studio and I just laid down like a bunch of drum tracks. And then I, I brought in my friend Matt Gorney, who I've, I've played with for years, and he he just laid down some bass lines for me. Hmm. And then, you know, Tim Tim was engineering it. He also plays keys, so he, he laid some keys, and I brought in Matt LaBarber as well to play the bass, and Nick Costa did the guitar. So just kind of built the tracks up. From the ground up. From yeah. the ground up, and then... Like this tune, I just kind of envisioned having um, Wolf sing on it just because it has that certain gritty, as you said, kind of like Sly Stone. Yeah, like, we're talking you know, gritty, break, like yeah. hard soul kind of sound. So I, f- I felt like he was like the perfect like match for this particular track. And it, I mean, it came out great. I'm really yeah, happy with it. It's got that gritty soul anthem kind of vibe with like yeah. a like the big horn section but then like the the really driving rhythm section like i said you, you like you said you built it from the ground up so it's solid from the start right <laughs> so did you record all this at at the kitchen to tim felton studio i did, or did all you the do all the drums and most overdubs the horns for this track were done in la and the vocals were done up there because they're up there but pretty much everything else was all done at tim's the, the kitchen studio tim felton Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah, the the mix sounds great and all that stuff Tim's been I can't wait for the new Surefire record. Yeah, all man, the stuff I'm, coming the out. The new Surefire is gonna be awesome. We just pretty much wrapped that up. So. I, I've recorded a grip of project with Tim and yeah, yeah, he gets a great sound out of his yep. stuff. Like all that warm that warmth I mean it comes from all his like analog gear and he knows what he's doing and and yeah. I mean we record on the Tascam three eighty eight machine, which is like it's a quarter inch tape you know so it just gets that real like warm sound you know all the warm fuzzy feels yep um as a ian i'm going to steal your word here but as an iconic pause for dramatic effect as an iconic san diego drummer uh for many many bands over the years what made you finally decide to take on a leader's role 
Um, I just really like. I just wanted to like put a record out with just some grooves that like I wanted to play, and mm-hmm. I just felt like it's just something I've always wanted to do, and just like not necessarily have to like take other people's direction. Just like I kind of like led the charge on it, and just felt like. I could play whatever I wanted and just kind of go with it and just see what happened and, you know. Yeah. I love records that drummers and bass players do. Like, I love it when bass players bring in a record or or drummers because I think, like, just being a drummer and you played in so many different groups in different genres, you guys are natural. You have that producer's ear. Right. Like, just by playing in a band, you're kind of like the producer. You're direct. You're driving the bus, as I always say. (laughs) You know, totally. Um, and that's something like Chris Dave's record too. It's interesting to hear like, what's the drummer's take on it? And usually, I think, I mean, I don't want to dog on my horn player friends, but I think usually the records that drummers produce tend to be better oh, wow. than horn player and vocalist records. Man. I mean, there's a vast generalization, it. but yeah. I mean, I think like I was just inspired by like you know like Bernard Purdy has solo records, like Idris Muhammad. Hmm. And, like, Billy Cobham, like, I always just kind of was, like, inspired by, like, what they did. Like, the records they put out, I just always thought they're just so cool, you know? So. I don't think, I've never heard Idris Muhammad's solo stuff. He's got quite a bit of, like, records out there you should check out. No way, okay. I I met him once when he was touring with Schofield, like, in the 90s. Oh, wow. And he was had his sunglasses and, like, you know, he plays with two snare drums a lot of the time. It It was him and Larry Goldings on piano and organ and then schofield oh, but okay. this is like before the internet and everything so right <laughs> does he does he also play he plays piano too a little doesn't he or am i totally wrong <sighs> idris muhammad yeah. no i don't think not so. that i know of you could you could you could cut this if i'm totally wrong yeah i don't know i'm, I'm pretty sure he just plays drums but i could totally be wrong too so are you putting uh this record out yourself or do you have a label for it um so it's it's going to be on the Redwoods Music label, Ah-ha-ha. of which I'm, you know, a big part of that crew. And uh, when I was working on it, they kind of approached me and were just like, "Hey, man, see that you're working on a record. We'd like to put it out and like, you know, help you out." So pretty stoked on that, just to have the support, you yeah. know, of like, hey, you know, somebody actually believes in like what you're doing. Yeah. So I mean, there. Uh, I mean, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people dig. You know, your work with a, a lot of different bands and have for for quite a long time. Like I, I, I can speak personally. I mean, I've, I've come to see you playing a bunch of different groups over the years. Like I was saying, uh, just another on another episode of the podcast. Like a while ago, I used to go watch the Style Tones. Like every yeah, that Monday, Monday gig. Night, yeah. Monday gig. Yeah, I used to go all the time and dance which is saying something because i don't like dancing right. i'm not very good at it i look dumb uh i would go every week because it was fun you guys were killer that, right. that was like Thanks, a uh, like a what, six seven piece seven uh eight piece. eight hey, that's right yeah because yeah, guitar and organ right uh eight piece like funk band with horns and that, that used to be around that was super fun the style tones super rad band yeah and you drove the bus pretty hard on that one yeah, man, I just, it was a, some fun times doing that gig, you know, I, I do miss it, you know, it was fun, fun experience, but, you know, I'm I'm stoked on, like, what I'm doing now, too, I just feel like I have a little bit more freedom, and, yeah, yeah, that band was, like, 
it was cool, but you know, it could just be a little bit regimented at, yeah, at eight, times. You eight know? pieces is a little is a little hard to corral a little bit too. Yeah, it just it was very tight, and that was great. But just sometimes you wanted to like stretch out a little bit, and you just you couldn't really right within the confines of the. I know it's it, hard when yeah. it's that many pieces in a group to like. Oh, what's this jam? You know. I know what you mean. And I'm not I'm not like a big jam guy, but it is nice to like stretch out here and there and not like 16 bar solo here, like every time. Right, like, right. You know what I mean? Like it's okay yeah. if you go a little longer. <clears throat> it's not gonna it's not gonna ruin the song, you know. I've seen you I've seen you stretch out and rock out many times. I think uh I don't know why this memory sticks out, but I remember seeing you I think it was the Casbah with Lord Howler. Oh yeah. I think it was the Casbah. I could probably either. Yeah, we played the Casbah and like Bar Pink, and it was probably Casbah. I think it was the Casbah, and there was just something where they were just jamming for a uh, ludicrous long like time, and you were just rock. It was so good. It was oh, so wow, good. You just nice. kept it going. You, you're, yeah, you, that was that was a fun band. Like I hadn't played that kind of music in a long time, so it was it was like kind of a while. I was doing the style tones. I was playing in that band too, mm-hmm. so. Got a little bit of a kind of an Iron Maideny rock kind of a vibe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it was fun. You know, I, I did it for like four years. That was a that was a fun group to yeah. see. Yeah, it was fun, man, for sure. But, so so speaking more of current projects besides your new record, you do Surefire Soul Ensemble, but also you're in a you're playing with a bunch of groups that are in this uh Redwoods collective. Yeah, the label. Uh, the yeah. Midnight Pine. Birdie Bardell and Rebecca Jade and the Cold Fact, which we're working on a record right now. Oh, awesome. Cool. So hopefully that'll be done before the end of the year, I'm hoping. But is it cold? It's ice cold. It's ice cold. <laughs> but is it a fact? It's cooler than a polar bear's toenails. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. All, all those, the Redwoods Collective, uh, it's, it's a project that was, I guess it was started by Al Howard, right? Who's a local... Um, singer between al howard matt Valeris, and josh rice they kind of formed this this thing and it's like a it's like a collective there's many bands yes under the larger umbrella and there's a lot of shared personnel but each band has right. their own very distinct flavor right. Right? Right. not flavor sound vibe like it's kind of oh, like I'm the sure. it's like the Google of San Diego. Like we all love it, but we're very intimidated by it. It's overreaching power. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it is a. I mean, yeah, I've seen I've been seeing Al Howard pop up for for years. I remember I think the first time I saw him, he was playing with the. Did he sing? Uh, he sort of like spoken word. Oh, uh, with K twenty three. Yeah, I used to live with, of which I was a one time member. Really? Of you K twenty three. Wow. I did yeah. not see you that in one the time. early days. Yeah. Yeah. I used, yeah. to, I used to live right with, when I first moved to town. Wow. Yep. I used to live with the guitarist Travis Dowdert for about a year. Oh. That was why that yeah, Travis. That was why uh, might have been con, me, Travis and I butting heads may have contributed to my demise in that group. Uh, but <laughs> oh boy, yeah. That was but before, yeah, I was in there and I helped Al with some of his like earlier projects. You know, I'm talking. I don't want to date ourselves, but like 15 years ago. So. It's about right, I think. Uh, what's yeah. cool is starting this sort of this this group, and this is an actual like record label as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, he's put out some stuff. I've seen some vinyl releases from various groups, and it's it's rad that they're that they're doing that. And and you play with like as you said a bunch of 
bunch of groups. I do most of the recordings, but I'm only really like in three of the groups that I mentioned. So, yeah. how uh, how did you and Al first like? Connect? We've heard how you and Al first connected up, Ian. How did it's you? It's all Al about me. First yeah. connect up. So, <laughs> let's see. About like 2000, uh, Carl Denson was actually recording up at Big Fish Studio. Carl Denson of of, of uh, Grey Boy All Stars, yeah. Tiny Universe. He's in the Rolling Stones now. He used to play God. with Lenny Kravitz. Great, great. So sax- my brother, my brother was playing drums on the session. My brother Zach Nager, just in case you guys don't know. And I wait, uh, you're related to Zach Nager? Yeah, <laughs> I know. mind blown, crazy, yeah. right? So I think I, I think I brought some drums or something. I was just hanging out. I just wanted to like, like he had like um. Chris Wood from Medeski Martin and Wood mm. on bass and wow. Melvin Sparks guitar, guitar player, player yeah. um, some other like heavyweight people. So um, Al was hanging out with uh, DJ Logic, mm. who was on the session right. too, and I just I just kind of met him briefly, like it just really just kind of casual, you know, it wasn't anything like special or anything. And then later on, I would see like. I would see him around town and I'm like, I know that dude, you know? And then like K 23, he was like gigging. And funny thing is I used to have a group called a uh, bad credit. And it was kind of like a, kind of like a spoof, like hip hop, like kind of rock rap rock thing. And every year in the music awards, the K 23 would win. So we always kind of had this thing where it's like, man, we hate those guys. Like what the <laughs> hell? Like, and then, you know, that band broke up. And then um, I was playing with Jason Littlefield. Yeah. He was like, he's the bass player, like, does all the stuff from Redwoods. And Sean Martin, who used to be in the Heavy Guilt. Guitar player. We used up. to play, like, gigs a long, long, long time ago. Like, jazz gigs. Yeah. Skirt alert, right? Skirt, Skirt alert. alert. Yeah. Skirt right. alert. He lives up think... in San Francisco now, I think. Yeah. No, he's, like, in North Carolina now. He oh. was. He was in San Francisco. I've, I've missed the update. So, uh. Yeah, we just had done tons of gigs and, you know, like, just my name. I think actually what happened was when um, they wanted to do Rebecca's record for the first time, he was working with Tim Felton. Mm-hmm. Felton was in, like, originally in that band. And I was playing with Tim and my name kind of came up and we just kind of, like, came together and started doing, we did the cold first Cold Fact record and just, that was kind of the beginning of it in 2013. Yeah, that's a that's a fun, that's a fun band. I've seen you live a couple of times. Thanks, man. And it's a cool record too. I mean, anything with Rebecca J at the helm. Is, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, just such she's, a great singer and just such a nice person. Like, just such a pleasure to to work with. You know, just I, just so professional and on point. I hired her for just this, just not not anything cool, just like a casual that you know, like a decent right. little bread casual. Right. And it was so fun. Showed up and it was just all just it was pro but it was also nice and just like easiest couple hours of the whole week yeah so totally. nice. well i saw her i was in a bar the other day and i look up on tv and she's oh I, the, she so was she playing with e sheila thing, e and yeah. at the super bowl and she looked i mean the whole band was wearing like long coats because it must have been like right. no degrees outside but i'm just like hey i grabbed my buddy louie who was next to me and pointed like look 
No right. way. Rebecca's on TV. I didn't even know that Sheila E. did the Super Bowl. So it was the. But it was. Like it wasn't the pre, Super Bowl. It was like was a pre-Super Bowl. Like they did this Prince tribute, I guess. Yeah, I couldn't figure out exactly what it was for, but I just looked up and it was rad. Just a pre-Super Bowl thing, you know. Do you, uh, you guys have any uh, upcoming gigs uh, with any of the bands in the Redwoods? Or do you have any upcoming gigs with any any of the bands in the Redwoods? Let me phrase it that way. Well, we're doing the review um, March 16th at Casbah. So it's um, Danny Bell, Heavy Guilt, Midnight Pine, Birdie, Birdie Bardot, and uh, Rebecca Jade. So it's... All Al all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing with all those groups? or I'm actually just playing with uh, Rebecca, Birdie, and Midnight Pine. Oh, cool. Only. It'll be an only. easy night. That's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, only three bands this time. Only I'm, three. I'm like, I'm like you, yeah. have to, you have to load in three drums? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Got to use different drum kits to get that different vibe for each yeah, one. Totally. Yeah, totally. I think I'm going to do that. You better put it, just put it in your rider. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so getting back to, to your new disc uh, or album, or what do they even call them these days? Release. Um, Effort. When, when will it be released into the yonder? I'm hoping like early summer. I think would be nice if we could get it in like summertime, you know, which isn't really that far away. No, it's true. It's coming up fast. And, uh, but you do have a, uh, so the album won't be out until summer, but you do have your first show. We have our first show March 7th at Bar Pink. Yes. And we go on at 8 8 p.m. sharp. It's an early show. They've been doing like early shows at Bar Pink, and then they have a DJ after. It's kind of a new thing they've been doing. Don't be late. Don't be late. (laughs) You've been called out. Yeah, it's the first first of many shows, hopefully. No big deal. Just get it off the ground. Yeah, no big deal. But don't be late. Is it going to be the full band for the record? It's just going to be... Nick Costa, Matt Blobarber, Tim Felton, and Andy. Andy guy. Cool. So yeah, the main core of the thing will be there. Is there an opener or is it just you guys? We're opening and then my buddy Smuda is playing. He's from TV on the radio and he kind of does this. It's hard to explain. Like it's all the the music and the lyrics, like it's very like has like kind of like sexual like overtones and it's it's check it out if you can, man. Okay. He, he he's quite the performer, you know. How do you say his name again? Smuda. Smuda. I totally mispronounced it in my mind. I I think I was saying Smada, uh, as in what's what's the, what's the Smada with you? Right. right. What's the Smada with you? <laughs> Sorry, I it's was okay. Th- I think I miss. I just misread it on the flyer. No, it's all good. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not what I expected. Yeah. And is there a cover or? I believe it's free. Cool. Bar Pink. That's yeah, always the Bob, way to go. Bar Pink. Bar Pink. Where it all started. We're coming back, you know. Exactly. It's it's a great uh, it's a great local dive bar. It's a good but- place to kind of launch. I've launched a lot of my projects there. It's just a fun. I've been playing there so long. It's just it's like home, you know. Um, yeah, I'm a total big fan of it. Been going for years. Um, well, let's get into another tune from the record. All right. Uh this one. It's my favorite title. It's of mine them. too. Yeah. Guantanamo Baywatch. <laughs> Did you come up with that title? I didn't actually. I think <laughs> Tim came up with it. Gotta it, give him credit on Dang that. it, Tim. It's good. <laughs> Felt it's good. Him. Well, let's get into Guantanamo Baywatch.
All right, you heard that sound. That means it's time for our new segment, Talking Over a Bass Solo, featuring bassist Mackenzie Layton. Hey, uh, you guys like Wes Montgomery? Nah. Yeah. I guess that's kind of a loaded question. (laughs) I'm doing one of those, like, tribute shows, but it's a tribute to Wes next, uh, I guess it's March 9th. Nice. March 9th at Dizzy's? Yeah, with Louie. Crazy. Yeah, lots of, lots of thumb. There'll be a lot of thumb. Nice. All right, Jake, this, this versus that, Jan Garbarek or versus Yanni? Jan Garbarek. That's ah, good. You got to go with Yanni, man. He's got the hairdo. They oh. both have great hair, you know? True. That's really... I mean, I do celebrate his entire catalog, but right. got to go to Jan in this one, you know? I love Jan Garbarek. I was listening to my song the other day, that Keith Jarrett record. Oh, yeah. It sounds so good. His tone, it's kind of shrill, but I've always like dug it. Yeah. I have, that, I have a record of his on my phone. It's him improvising on soprano sax over like an early music ensemble. They're like called the Hilden brand or the Hilden guy uh, ensemble. Hilliard. I heard it. that in your car. It yeah. was weird. It's weird. It's just like this like early church music and monks singing in like a church. And, and soprano over Soprano. It. It's all modal, so it kind of works, but it's good. It, it was the weirdest junk I've heard since Kenny G overdubbed himself over Louis Armstrong that oh. one time. Oh, those are so different. Those are even, <laughs> That's not even the same That was game. horrible. I went there. You went there. Pro, pro, bro. Yeah. I I had a friend. Do you even overdub, bro? God. I had a friend. Actually, I hesitated to call him a friend, but a dude I knew way back in the day at Palmer College who just legit loved Yanni and would just talk to me all the time about how much he loved Yanni. Man, he should come on the podcast. I'll never. He's among friends. I never forget. I walked out to my car. I walked all the way out to my car in the parking lot at night. I put my stuff in the back of the boot of my car. And then there's one of those, like, the trunk was open. Did you say the boot? Yeah, I said the boot of my car. Deal with it. <laughs> I Like, the trunk was open, and I slammed the trunk, and then he was standing right there. He followed me out. It scared the absolute, like, pants off of me. And he followed me all the way out to give me a Yanni uh, sheet music book. So I always think of Yanni with absolute fright. Hopefully you kept the book for our new our tribute concert we've got coming up. Right. I, I, <laughs> I gave it back to him next week and told him I loved it. Nice. And you did. All right. That's it. You're listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast. Joe, and here's your jazz forecast for March 5th through the 11th. Monday, March 5th. Guitarist Chico Pinheiro leads a masterclass in Bankers Hill on Monday evening. Admission is $20 for adults and $15 for youths 18 and under. There's a link on San Diego Sessions Facebook page to get tickets. Guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular Monday night jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9 p.m. to midnight. No cover and it's 21 and up. Tuesday, March 6th. The Havana Jam, an Afro-Cuban and Latin jazz jam session, kicks off downtown from 8 p.m. to midnight at Prohibition. Wednesday, March 7th. Trumpeter Gilbert Castellanos hosts his regular Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. 
Listen to the best jazz San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music is from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. You can come early and see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around San Diego. Thursday, March 8th. Lorraine Castellanos and friends play some jazz, Latin, and other favorites at Panama 66 from 6 to 8 p.m. The Whitney Shea Trio plays the U.S. Grant from 8 to 11 p.m. Just across town, there's a jam session at the Ken Club, hosted by saxophonists Robert Dove and Ian Buss. Music is from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. There's a $5 cover, but musicians get in for free. You must be 21 or older. Friday, March 9th. Pianist Irving Flores is joined by singer Alexa Joy at Maritalia Restaurante in Coronado from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Vibraphonist Matt DiBiase brings his trio to the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Featuring bassist Dave Marr and drummer Tim McMahon. No cover and your parking is validated. The Friday Happy Hour is a regular series put on by Holly Hoffman, so stay tuned for more great jazz. Guitarist Louis Valenzuela presents In the Spirit of Wes, a tribute to Wes Montgomery at Dizzy's. Featuring saxophonist Rob Dove, vibraphonist Matt DiBiase, pianist Ed Kornhauser, bassist Mac Layton, and drummer Tyler Cretel. Music kicks off at 8 p.m. with a $20 cover. Only $15 for students. Also on Friday, Trio Gajo plays Django-inspired Gypsy Jazz at Panama 66 from 7 to 9 p.m. Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music is from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, March 10th. Pianist Irving Flores plays solo at Maritalia Ristorante in Coronado from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Sunday, March 11th. Pianist Irving Flores plays again at Maritalia Ristorante on Coronado from 12 to 3 p.m., followed by Hugo Suarez from 5.30 to 8.30. Sassy Sunday with Lorraine Castellanos at the Turf Supper Club is from 8 to 11 p.m. Jazz standards for you at one of the oldest piano bars in the city. No cover, but you have to be 21 or older. This is Mandy Joe, and you're listening to San Diego Sessions. And we're back here at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company in an undisclosed location outside of downtown San Diego. This is San Diego Sessions, episode 29, with drummer Jake Nager. And, uh, 29 and feeling fine. And we were just listening to Cruise Control with the Jazz Calendar. And before that, we heard Guantanamo Baywatch. Both from Jake Nager's new record, In the Cut, from his group, Jake Nager and the Moment of Truth. If you like San Diego Sessions, uh, follow us on Facebook at San Diego Sessions, or if you're on the Instagrams, at San Diego Sessions Podcast. And if you really, really, really like us, follow us on, uh, well, check us out on iTunes, uh, subscribe, maybe even leave a review. That kind of helps us out a lot. And if you don't like us, don't don't leave a review. Stay away. Don't even get it. Don't, don't go near the iTunes. Yeah, you're not helping. Stay you're off not, of it. You're not helping anybody. You're not helping anything. <laughs> you can just send an angry email to ed at uh, Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to reach out to us for any other reasons, you can email us there too, including if you want to be a guest on the podcast. And now it's time for our weekly extravaganza, a cornucopia of questions, a feast of ideas. Cornucopia and, uh, with a K. It's just a, a salon of, of uh, intellectual um, stuff. This is the San, <laughs> <laughs> San Diego 7 with Ed Kornhauser. 
I was on a roll and then I just lost. <laughs> you were going so good and then you lunched it at the end. That was such a great spiel. Until yeah. I'll work on it for next time. <laughs> that was great. I was actually literally going to say that was amazing right until you said a cornucopia of intellectual stuff. This is the San Diego Seven featuring Ed Kornhauser. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the San Diego Seven. These are seven rapid fire, not really, but rapid fire questions. We'd like you to answer from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. Number one, what did you listen to on the drive over here? Um, it's a record by Carl Denson. It's called D Stands for Diesel. And it's got um, Andy Bay. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's a singer. He did some stuff with like Gary Bartz hmm. back in the day. That I've heard that of tune, Celestial Blues. I don't know if you know that one. No. A Gary Bartz tune? Yeah. Yeah. So really cool, like soul singer he's on a couple tracks and uh it's got my brother from my brother zach nager who's the drummer and uh chris stillwell on bass it's basically gray boy all-stars backing up carl's like one of his solo records he did back in like 1994 but it just i dug it out the other day i've just been digging it before before tiny universe or before tiny like it was like kind of the beginning of gray boy all-stars and because he did a lot of like jazz records prior to uh, Grey Boy All-Stars. So just kind of continuing on with that whole thing. Uh, speaking of your brother, Zach, uh, number two, did you and your brother, Zach, also an accomplished drummer, uh-huh. as you alluded to, right. uh, start music at the same time? Or did one of you kind of start first and inspire the other a little bit? Um, he started like pretty early on like when he was like i think like maybe like two or three he was doing the whole pots and pants he's four years older than me mm. he was like i have another older brother as well jules plays, right? jules and he plays guitar so they would they would like dress up like kiss and like put on i was just <laughs> oh my god <laughs> tell me there's like whole movies of that there's uh no i wish there was but there's like some pictures and stuff um but i actually didn't really get into to music until i was like 14 Hmm. same here well yeah i was kind of like i actually when i was um i think i was like seven or eight i tried to play marimba and i got lessons and i just couldn't i just didn't really stick so i just kind of gave up on it it's not a popular first first instrument no it's a pain to move around yeah so over at old Allen's music in la mesa Ah, still go which is where they were they would get lessons ah so you, you, I, I think, yeah, like once I hit high school, like music just kind of like, I kind of just gravitated towards it more and um, just started playing ever since then, you know, haven't stopped. Nope. And no sign of stopping anytime soon. Either. Nope. Uh, number three, would you rather be able to play any instrument virtuosically or speak any language fluently? I go back and forth with this all the time. I think about this. Like in a fantasy world, both would be really cool, right? Honestly, man, I'd rather have the the fluent language thing. I just think it's probably a little more useful. Yeah, I mean, I, you could get hired to be like a translator or something. You yeah, know? and you just be able to like instantly relate to. Yeah, anybody. you could just relate to anybody walking down the street, anywhere you go, like any country, any place you go. You could just like start rapping with them. I think that's that's pretty cool. You know, you already you already kill it at one instrument. That's 
That's a that's probably enough, right? Yeah, that's probably enough. <laughs> Don't be greedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number four. This is a this versus that kind of like the beginning. Okay. Like what? Al Howard or Al Pastor? <laughs> it's not Whoa. even a fair contest, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotta go with Al Howard. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, as much as I love Al Pastor, you know. Oh my God, uh, Nathan Hubbard. I never ordered it, and then I think I was having tacos late night one night with drummer Nate Hubbard in town, and he goaded me to get the Al Pastor, and now I get all, only Al Pastor tacos at uh, La Fachada. Or... I think it was at La Fachada. Yeah, yeah, they're good. That's my favorite late night like taco spot. Oh yeah, with just a big like pan of or a. Of, uh, Bucket almost of beans. Just oh yeah, outside. those beans. Those are like magical. It's just a giant pop, just roasting up. It's, it's so good on a grill. On the right their on salsa the grill. is so good too. So fire. Yeah. Oh man, that place is good. I think I might go there for lunch. Uh, even good though it idea. defeats the whole late night vibe. Right. Vibe. Vibe. <laughs> Number five. Uh, this is a total selfish one. Uh, this is another this versus that. But once you once told me that your one of your bands toured with They Might Be Giants uh-huh. back in two thousand one. So this versus that. This might. I hope this will work. This versus that. Dan Hickey or Marty Beller. Dan Hickey. Dan Hickey. He was the he was the drummer back. I think he was the first drummer they had. Oh, when wow. they started having a band, or maybe he was like the second, but back in two thousand one, he would have been the drummer. Oh, okay. And then nowadays, it's Marty Beller. Marty Beller. Yeah, I. They're, I'm, I'm, they're I'm, still touring. I'm. Uh, this will come out afterwards. I'm seeing them tomorrow. Oh wow! They're what? playing the. They're playing the Belly Out. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah. They I'm, might be playing. They might. They might be playing. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's wow. I'm fired. Boy, the puns today wow. are bad. Yeah. Well, who were you? Who were you touring with back then? With your your or your band? Well, no, it was uh, Incredible Moses Leroy, excuse me. And uh, we did like, did one run with him. It was pretty fun. Played the uh, the Warfield in San Francisco and uh, the Wiltern in LA and Stubbs in Austin, like the outdoor. Yeah, the barbecue. Yeah, so kind we of played thing. some like pretty big venues that we wouldn't have normally played like on our own, you know, so. I believe that was when they were touring the Mink Car that album. Yep. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> I'm a I'm a huge fan of theirs. Kind of excited to see them tomorrow. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. They must. They seem like nice guys. Kind of fun to be a. Yeah, they were cool. I mean, I didn't really talk to them much, but they seemed like cool guys. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Number six, actually, and we alluded to it already. Do you even vibe, bro? Vibe, man. That's just a whole. We could spend an hour on this topic. This could be the vibe podcast. Yeah, totally. That should be that should be my podcast. The, the San vibe Di- podcast. The San Diego vibe cast. The San Diego vibe. vibe. <laughs> oh man. You know, I miss I miss getting on Facebook. Now that I have two kids, I don't do Facebook. It seems like I'm on there, but I'm not. But right. because uh, Jake and I had like a long time troll war <laughs> happening, <laughs> jazz jazz trolls. Oh yeah, that was fun. Uh, Man, it was. I was either you were trolling me or I was trolling Gabriel Sunday. But it's oh, just nice. <laughs> it all good things must come to an end. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number seven, our old standby, bacon. Yes. 
Yes. Of course. We've been on a good bacon streak lately. Oh, yeah. We're going strong for Team Bacon. We're going strong. Our cholesterol's not, but we are. Right. All right. That was the San Diego 7 with Edward Theodore Kornhauser and Jake Q. Nager. Uh, <laughs> Q. Q. What is your middle name? It's uh, Vincent. That's uh, cool. Uh, so as we mentioned right before the break, you got you have a gig coming up with your new project. Um, yes. Yeah, so Wednesday, March 7th, Bar Pink, 8 p.m. free. We're on first, so come on out. That'll be, uh, when this airs, that'll just be a few days yep. a few days down the line. Sweet. So yeah, get, get get out there, people. Get out. Vibe. And once again, you're playing the Casbah on March oh, 7th. Oh, Casbah on March 16th, 16th with the Redwoods review. Yeah, cool. Come out to that as well. Yeah, get to see Jake in all of his uh, many, uh, many hats. Yes. All his many fitted caps. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're a man of many fitted caps. Yes, sir. Let's uh, take it out with one more track. This is another one from Jake Nager and the Moment of Truth's new album, first debut album, In the Cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Cut. In the Cut. This features uh, same uh, same group, I mm-hmm. think, same layout as the first track. So and it's, it's uh, Jamie Allensworth is uh, singing on this, my uh, friend. Out of uh, He's out of Orange County. Oh, cool. All right. So he's got a really cool voice. He does. Yes. I really dug this. It's nice that you pulled in different vocalists too for different mm-hmm. tracks. Give them different vibes. Yes. Vibes. Nice. Vibes. Sorry. Bro. That was actually not even intentional. Don't bro, vibe, bro. Vibe, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, do Jake... you even vibe? <laughs> I do. do you even... I definitely vibe. Do you even pod, bro? Yeah. I do now. Well, thanks for coming on the pod, Jake. Yeah. It was thanks, awesome guys. having you here. Yeah, thanks fun. for vibing on the pod. And Always. Let us know when the record's coming out or if you want to come in and, uh, sure. and, and chat with us when it comes out. It's barely morning, the setting's calm, but I can't help but stay away. This Sunday's cloudy, my hands are wet, cause I can't chase the rain away. Yeah, where's all the sunshine gone? I'm just too tired to say. I'm gone. Oh, all I need is another Saturday.
Listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artist. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.